What's up, guys? This week's Gamescast is brought to you by Blue Apron. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. They know that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals. So they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. Whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron's bringing you the best. Let's talk about some of the meals available in July. Spinach and basil pesto gnocchi with summer squash, green beans, and a fresh mozzarella. Spiced pork tacos with avocado, pickled onion, and elote-style corn. Can I get a ruling on that, Kevin? Is it elote? Elote? Elote. Elote. Summer vegetable pizza with a garlic lemon broccolini. I'm a big broccolini fan. Anyway, you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash gamescast. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash gamescast. What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 76 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the coolest dudes in video games, one Colin Moriarty and one Greg Miller. Hello. Good to see you. Today? How Good. are you, Tim? Portillo's here, too. Portillo's here. Really sorry, sorry to be on my phone. I'm, I'm, I'm sorting something out real He's quick. fine. So, Colin, Colin, Colin is oh, sorting some shit out right now because he is about to go on a trip to the beautiful Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. You might have seen it featured in games such as... Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sure there was a Midnight Club at some point. Rainbow Six Rainbow Vegas. Rainbow Six Vegas. Uh, a bunch of slot machine-based games. Fallout, Fallout New, New Vegas. Vegas. Uh, Colin's going to be going to do that. You're so, in the Britney Spears show, correct? I'm in the Britney Spears show, is correct. Yes. That's why you're learning the baseline. Like we, we just need a little sun. Mm-hmm. And by we, I mean Aaron. You need some sun, you so you're going to go to the place where you don't leave a building? Also a good point. You go to the pool, you sit around, you drink oh. drinks, let the sun beat down on you. She's excited, I'm actually really looking forward to it as you well. you your swim trunks? No. no, no. You're going to sit down around on you? You're going to sit, sit in the my pool jeans. in your red shirt and jeans <laughs> playing Vita? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That is a, a Colin ass story. I have shorts. So, but what we're going to do in the games cast is a little backwards and weird right now. So me and Greg played Beat Inside. We did. We're going to do a full review, both spoiler free and spoiler filled um that's gonna be the first topic of the show but we don't want to spoil colin and since he has to go to vegas we're going to record that last but then it's going to go as the first topic i got you so i just want to make sure everyone's familiar with this because in in the sense of how this is going to be sequenced they need to know what's going on sure and just so colin here knows and i don't want to spoil anything no i appreciate it thank you touch him and we can get electricity i don't want i don't like that i feel kevin come touch him come touch him with us kev Kevin, you guys are wasting Kevin, time. I have 45 Kevin, minutes. Kevin, Kevin, right. yeah, okay. kind of funny games. It feels good. <laughs> it feels damn good. God, you're so warm. Holy Christ! Because he warm. was taking a nap out there under a comforter. <laughs> Nick, can you um just hit the button on the the microwave so it stops beeping, please? Where I kill myself. He definitely has headphones. Are we time warping? There's absolutely no way Nick. Can or do you have to do you want to do the rigmarole? We need to do the rigmarole first, Uh-oh. Kevin. You do that. So for those of you that don't know, this is the kind of funny games cast. Each and every week we get together, talk about video games. Colin's and gone. Stuff. Do we talk about inside I don't now? Know. I don't know what to <laughs> what do. do, we do? This is, yeah, I set up all the rules and now I'm breaking them. Great. No. So if you want to hear us talk about video games and whatever the hell microwave beeping and, and Las Vegas and stuff, you're in the right place. Right here on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, you can get all the stuff free. But if you wanted it early or to pay for it for some reason, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games and you can do just that, just like Stephen Insler did. Shout out to Stephen Insler. 
Patreon, Patreon producer. producer for the tenth year in a row. Whoa! I'm really proud. There's of you. talk of changing the name of the show to the I Stephen Insler. I was considering Inslow changing cast. the name from Counterpointing Gamescast to the Stephen Insler Show. So thank you, thank you for all of your support. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying the show. I've seen a lot of good feedback recently on the topics that have been chosen. So thank you for that. Thank keep you. being you, and I'll keep being me. Uh, but yeah, now it's time warp time. So Colin has disappeared. Greg. Colin is gone. He poof. It's going to Kevin. Vegas. Put a little smoke effect here. Poof. It's gone. Thanks, Kev. He'll do it too. He's crazy. He's did you see the frog? Crazy. Did you see I the did, frog? Thing? I did see the frog. I did see the frog. Um. So Greg. Yeah. We played a game called Inside. We sure did. We did. So what we want to do in classic kind of funny fashion. We want to review it. Uh huh. We'll do the spoiler-free section sure. right now. We'll, be, ve- we'll be very clear when we move into the spoiler section. We'll let you know so you can bounce away and then come back bounce, to the rest bounce, of the show bounce. whenever the hell you want to. Sure. So you can go play this game. Because I'll should start you play this game? off. I think you should play this game. Three hours. Not going to take too much time. You can play it on your Xbox One. You don't got an Xbox One. You can get it on your PC. You don't have a PC. What's wrong with you? It's 2016. You'll eventually play it on PlayStation, I'm sure. Eventually. Took Limbo a while. Yeah, it did. But I do think you should play it. I think it's a good game, if not a great game. Okay. I what think you should play think? it too. Yeah. I, I think that I'm going to, when we start talking about it in a spoiler fashion, I'm going to skew and sound negative. Mm. But no, it's a, I agree with you. It's a good, maybe great game. Beautiful. I, I, the puzzles I thought were really good. I'm not, you know, when we talk about puzzle platformers, you know, it's like, uh, I can just imagine me being stuck looking at like, what the fuck do I, and like that happened. It, I never got stuck stuck. I got yeah. to a point of like what? And it took me a while. It took me multiple tries, but I was never like super frustrated. With the game. Yeah. And I, I, I had the same kind of feedback with it. And I, in a positive light in the sense that limbo had a couple, uh, for those that don't know, this is the, play dead, uh, play dead. Same people that made limbo, right. made this very similar games, uh-huh. um, both in kind of tone, look, even uh, to an extent look yeah. and gameplay yeah. and feel this is a much faster uh, game yeah. and I, I appreciate that the puzzles are not as frustrating as Limbo not that Limbo was that hard no but I was thinking the same thing where I was waiting for the moment like I remember Limbo where I was talking about the thing on Conor Greg Live where you're running down one roof and there's some of like letters like spelling out a hotel name mm-hmm. or whatever and like one's broken and I remember that puzzle for some reason halting my progress so hard and that, that's the problem is like it gets frustrating and that's kind of what puzzle games are is yeah. they break you and then the moment that you figure it out you feel like a genius exactly and then it's the that. Eureka moments yes and yeah. those are those are great um, and Limbo's amazing at it i think this game's even better in that it never pushes you too hard and it's designed to be a short experience mm-hmm. it's designed to keep you moving and i like that they didn't make things too challenging or to take too long or have too many steps like each room is pretty you know do this then do this then do this then do this then you're done it's not like these 15 step crazy things yeah, there's yeah, one yeah. puzzle that's a little longer than the others um but i i Never felt frustrated with not wanting to play anymore because I didn't know what to do. The, it was always like, all right, what am I doing wrong? It didn't. It took me a while, and I would say it's in the last, you know, I was not where I was getting stuck, but where I, I was having a moment of like, what the, sh- how do I get over there and over there without getting killed? And, like, and it was like when I finally figured it out of like, oh, go over here. And I was like, this is something they taught me. A long time ago in a very simple fashion yep. and i didn't think to anytime you if you get to a place where like what do you do think of what you've done before because i'm not gonna say like i'm not gonna say there's like five ways to solve a puzzle but there's certain things in terms of like 
you've done this and it was so easy because it was so obvious and now we're making it a little more complicated but take the you know the rules or the equations you've learned before and apply them here yeah um i i definitely think that the the puzzle design was great i thought the gameplay was really solid yeah and like i to say that it's good is actually really underselling this game 100 percent. I, I think that it is a great game um somewhere even close to fantastic game mm, wow. um i wouldn't give it a 10 i know a lot of see, people and see this is my 10s. problem then this is not spoilery or whatever and maybe it'll help you actually is my problem with it is that i got hyped for it based on the fact 10 out of 10 game of the year oh you haven't played that you gotta play it it's amazing da, da, da. i'm like fuck we're gonna get in like everybody's like oh and that ending i was like oh shit this is going to be fun. And I like, I liked limbo. You know what I mean? I, I thought limbo was a great game, especially from a studio we'd never heard of. That was like, you know, at the independent booth that one year at GDC. So to sit down with this and go, it was like, Oh man, Archie cool. And wow, it's beautiful. And I do like this. And what is like playing in the beginning? I'm like, what is going on? And I start, you start making it up in your head. It's like, Oh, maybe I'm doing this. Maybe I'm that. And maybe I'm okay. Okay. Maybe I'm running from these kind of people. And And then when it all was done, I just remember I was just like, what like I tweeted out what the fuck was that all about you know what I mean like because it was just we'll get into spoilers about yeah. it but like for me and this and this is going to speak to who I am and it won't be the way you think it is but stick with me right the fact that somebody would say this is game of the year I scoff and I say there's no way this is a better game than Uncharted 4 and I know the haters want to say oh well, of course Uncharted 4 is a PlayStation exclusive he's a PlayStation fanboy that's the argument my argument here is that uh, uh, inside great gameplay beautiful uh, good puzzles I feel like it fails at storytelling and hmm. I love Uncharted story and that's what I go into a game for gameplay alone isn't enough Colin's always hashtag gameplay is king right but I won't touch a Mega Man game with a 10 foot pole I respect what it is and why it's great but it's not my kind of game because just getting punched in the face over and over and overcoming little challenges like that isn't enough for me and so, like, when we get into spoilers, we'll go into the thing, and I went, and I, there's a secret ending, and I went and watched all that, and I watched like a nine minute YouTube video from some guy explaining out all these theories, and I was just like, made me work too hard for it, and I don't think anyone's nailed it, and I don't think it's that interesting. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So that for me, that and that's just that's why it's what I think it'll come down to for a lot of people. It's I agree. It's a it's a it probably is a great game. I have a bad taste in my mouth because I let it get expectations yeah. set, where I was like, just say. Honestly, the same exact same thing that happened with Oxenfree, where everybody's like, dude, Oxenfree is fucking rad. It's right up your alley. You're going to love it. And I played, I was like, this is good, but and it's and Oxenfree, probably great. I want, you know, when we did the let's play of it, except for when it wasn't running well, I was like, oh shit, no, yeah. this is really good. And I'm like, I got to go back and play that. Yeah. The, the game of the year talk, I, I can't support that at all. Um, I do think it's a great game that does a lot right and uh, does very little wrong. Um, yeah. I think it does a, a good job of story. It just isn't necessarily the story that I would tell. Sure. Um, and I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate them doing something different. It is very artsy. It is very pretentious and it is very you think it's pretentious. Oh yeah. How so? Eh, I mean like the, we'll get okay. spoiler stuff for that, but uh, I definitely think it's worth playing just in the sense that it is an experience that it's, it is a perfect game for what it's trying to be. I think in it, doesn't last longer than it needs to. I thought that the, I was never doing the same thing over and over. Um, I love Limbo a lot. I get, Limbo is definitely one of my uh, favorite games of the last generation. Sure. And uh, playing this, I felt like it was a a, a nice successor to it. Um, I th- think it has much better gameplay than Limbo did. Um, I agree with that. I, I think that the overall 
tone and vibe and uh, emotions it gave me were a lot better, but I still like Limbo better. I think Limbo's story was better. And mm-hmm. I think that uh, Limbo just did did something that I, I really, really appreciated. Whereas this one, I'm more like, I see what you did. I see what you did. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, let's move on over to spoilers. So now we're going to spoilers. So you should play this game. Leave. Go play the game. Come back and watch this. Um, I liked the the not knowing what was going on and the, that the, the story kind of being a little bit more like random and weird because I do feel like there was there was a sense of progression and yeah in the very beginning you're walking guys start shooting at you definitely creates a sense of holy shit right this game don't give no fucks yeah you know like it is it's really intense see yeah, for me i thought we were building when we started the story that we were going to get a story because that limbo there was always the thing it's interpretation you're in the limbo the space between spaces you're trying to find your sister or your girlfriend i forget what they used to say because they said one time what it was and like whatever but there's so much open interpre- interpretation so when we start and like the first thing i remember seeing that was like what the fuck's going on it's like that truck right and they slam it down and there's people in the back and I'm like, holy shit, is this like a Nazi game? Am I like in a, am I like running from, you know, the SS or yeah, something? That's exactly what I felt too. And there's dogs and all stuff. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I'm like going, going, going. And it's like you get to the pigs and the pigs are all wiped out except for the one. And you pull the thing out of his ass and you're like, oh, one of the mind control worms similar to Limbo. I don't yeah. know if it's in the same universe or whatever. But I'm like, cool. Okay, it's sci-fi. Has there been an alien invasion? Are these body snatchers? What's happening? You get to the factory you're blending in. I'm like, this is awesome. This is a really cool gameplay mechanic. I like everything that's happening. I can't wait to find out what these people are up to. And you go, go, go. And you get chased by the monsters. And then we get to the, you know, we get to the research facility or whatever. And like people are pressed up against the glass. And it's the first time you can walk over to the glass and they just look at you and look away. They don't care. They just don't even, because I'm like, what's happening? And I get in there and there's this weird blob thing. Oh my God. I'm going to free it. And then it sucks me in. And I'm like, I am the blob. Oh, was I? I was a little piece of the blob that's been trying to get back to home forever. This is really cool, Bob. And I remember when I, we went downstairs, and like you're smashing through all awesome. that was awesome. That was such a great changeover, yeah. right? Very super. super this is like, I guess this whole thing comes down. To, I like this game a lot, actually. Now that I'm talking about it, just like you, you're talking about with Gia. But it's just like it all is. A, I don't. It's just a poopy ending. I tear the thing off the incinerator, and I'm like, oh fuck. I'm going to roll into the incinerator and kill myself because I'm a monster and like that's all I wanted. I don't want them testing on me anymore. Fucking rad. That's a really cool ending. Try to roll in there a million times. No. Oh, light the box on fire. Throw the box. All right, cool. What am I doing with the box? How did I? Oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Go over throwing the thing. Oh, do I have the collective? Am I not? Was I Was I the boy the whole time? And now these are just, we all have a collective conscious and we've we've sucked together people and they're not reacting. They're not sure. Okay, well, I'm free and I'm tumbling down and I'm like, all right, cool. Now I'm going to, re- it's going to set it up that I'm destroying the world. Like, that's what I was. And nope, just going to lay here like a beached whale on the side of the ocean. What the fuck is going on? Like, what is the, what is the point of all this? What, I mean, so like you were, you mentioned to this earlier on, on my drive to work today, I was talking to Gia, Gia and like she was asking, she's like, oh, you played the game last night. What'd you think about it? And I was kind of telling her, which is really weird to, for somebody that doesn't play games. Sure. She was like, wanted to, to know about it. Um, and I was explaining to her like the gameplay and uh, the story of it. She's like, so, so what, it, what's the story? Yeah. And that's when I realized how much I enjoyed the story of the game where I was like, huh? Like I, as pretentious and abstract as it is, they did give enough to kind of, I think all the Nazi imagery and all of the um, limbo uh, hints and stuff was to sidetrack us into thinking it was going that direction. Yeah. And then making it a bit more a, a bit more abstract kind of leaves it to up to your interpretation. But I do think that there's some very clear 
um, like the idea of control. It, it, that is the the theme and the story. Of but it that's all. my whole thing. Is like fine, but then give me a punctuation point because that was the thing when I tweeted. I was like, "What the fuck was that?" Somebody responded. He's like, "It's about control." Who was controlling you? Blah, blah. I'm like, I'm controlling me. I'm the fucking kid. Or maybe I'm the blob. Or then I went and watched the secret ending, and there's some dude over there that represents me. I'm like, come the fuck on, guys. The secret ending, I love. But I, I love that it's, I hate I love it. I'm like, this secret. isn't an art house. Pro- I mean, it's, it is an art but house it is, game. Though. I, I I'm like, but that's not what I want out of but, fucking video but that's games. That's why I think that the, the secret bit, uh, the fact that it's not the re- like the actual ending, the, it is some extra stuff. I like that. Because that is some super, let's just break the fourth wall and be meta for the sake of being meta because we're pretentious. Yeah. Um, but, the the game itself, like I I thought that the the gameplay was solid enough to support the the story, um, to support all of the not getting the answers to all of the things. I thought that the puzzles were really clever, and I never felt like I was doing anything too long. And every room felt like it had a reason, similar to Limbo, where I felt like each area, like moving from one to the the next, kind of made sense. Um, this game kept me asking questions, like uh, I never got answers really it's just more questions 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 and i liked that i liked that at the end when you're the blob and you fall down um and from the research facility into like the museum thing and you fall on the scale replica of the mountain that you break out onto at the end and you kind of fall right where you land at the end mm. that's where it's just like this shit's getting super real you know you don't know it at the time but i was like this is a, it's a really different looking uh, environment compared to the rest of it. Do you know what I'm talking about when you're in? I the, didn't notice this. No, there's like a diorama of the the mountain that you end up on. Okay, so it's almost like it's even predestined that you're gonna break out of the thing. Yeah. Um. So then all this shit happens, and it's weird that some of the guys help you and some of the guys don't. And that was the thing of just like I'm like, what is why am I an alien? Like, what is going on? Are you alien? You're like, what's then? There was the Little Mermaid, like the, the, the scary looking yeah, grudge yeah, yeah. mermaid yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, that was horrifying. Sure. You know, the, the game is scary. Because, again, oh, yeah. it's, it's one of those games you go into and you don't know what's happening. So when things kill you, like, oh, my God. When that like, first dog, like, when I was running from him and I ju- you just get there, I'm like, that was really good. That was yeah. really well done. Man, those dogs, like, rip you apart. Yeah. When those guys come out and start shooting you, yeah. didn't expect that at all. Um, and, I again, we were talking about this earlier, but I uh, something that I think that this game best limbo in is the, the sense of pacing and the moment-to-moment action um, there's never a moment where you have more than just enough time to make the jump. It's yeah. like in Uncharted in that way, where when you're running, there's dogs chasing you. You better be holding right the entire time and jump at exactly the right time or else those dogs are going to viciously kill you. Yeah. Limbo always had the problem of it felt like there was not enough time or it felt like there was way too much time that it wasn't action, like active, you know? Sure. Um, there, there was that one not puzzle, but uh, like light puzzle where there was the dogs in the fence and you need to like kind yeah. of pull the things that felt so tense. Oh, super tense. Yeah. And I think that scene to me, in addition to the opening scenes of the game um, and the, the whole mermaid thing were really what brought it all together. And that the scene where you walk into the room and there's the, the gravity of the water is flipped mm-hmm. and like, it looks like there's all the people hanging, but upside down. Yeah. Like those moments were like, man, the, the, level of detail and thought put into every single thing on screen the way the camera moves um the the way that you're constantly moving left to right you never go forward or back but somehow the camera moves you so sometimes you are you can interact with with objects but it always makes sense the animations there's so many animations in this game the 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 boy the way that he gets on to 
this box looks different than the way he gets onto a different box. The way he pulls this looks different than the way he pulls that. And it's always very contextual to the environment that he's in, the people around him or things around him or whatever's going on. And it it feels good. And I felt like the game kept rewarding me visually. Um, and through that stuff, you kind of like get all the little the, the narrative bits. And I think that it, it did a good job of kind of being like the walking simulator that yeah. we always talk about when in, in more of a first person 3D environment. It did that for a 2D platformer. I just wish with I had gameplay elements. More though. answers is all. You know what I mean? That's the one thing is I just don't like that. I don't know what what I am or what not not even what I am. Whatever. I I would have been fine, but it was like yeah is. Did they make the blob? Is the blob the thing? Are these were these people before? I, and I know that like that's their whole point or whatever. But it's just like I don't yeah. like that. I don't. I, I, we're discussing it fine, and it's like well, it gave you something to talk about. It's like well, yeah, but I would have talked about this game regardless if it ha- if it just had an ending that was more a little more conclusive. All I want is the people, to, everyone, to be afraid of the blob, and then the blob gets out. Yeah, I guess. And then it does stuff. It does because it, it rolls like, into the hill and it's like, like is it dead or alive? I don't even fucking know. Yeah, I think my problem is I I, I don't like that. End. Yeah. And I think that well, that like, fuck you. There's I, your game. I think that the I wasted three hours of my life. You had a great time. The, they uh, there is no satisfying end to this. I don't think there's a way that huh. they, they no. could have. No way. You roll down the mountain, and then there's a city, and it's just you tumbling down the mountain, and then you hear screams, and they roll credits, and you see like explosions and smoke, and that's. I don't know. Totally, I, I just think that, that it's like I, with this game, this setup that doesn't give me enough answers. Like, who, what the fuck's with the mermaid girl? Like, what the fuck? She was up one with of their the, experiments, I assume, right? Oh, there's just, there's a, there's a lot in it that I'm like that. Just like, why are the people hunting you? And like, why uh, is there so much like the the pigs and stuff? Like, why is there so? It's not just experiments in the, right. the field. Experiments everywhere. Right. The, the weird blob that you are is it just humans. Is the pig in there? The sounds they were making sound like the pigs mm-hmm. earlier. Like there's so there's too much answers that it's just I feel like a definitive end uh, wouldn't be able to wrap all that up in a way that makes sense. Sure. So it's like all right, leave it open. And again, it's not given in the past. Like this is an art game, and it's not for everybody. It's like looking at a painting and coming up with whatever bullshit you want out of it. But I, I feel like there's too. there is bullshit stories that I came up with that I'm like, huh, like the mermaid thing. What the fuck's going on with it? I don't know. But it my scared assu- the hell out of me. Yeah, my assumption was that they're like, you know, they're like me, that I'm one of, I grew, I'm a grown version of that or something. Not that I, the water version necessarily, but they took, you know, this one uh, prototype and, you know, morphed it like a gremlin into many different forms. Yeah. I mean, to get super pretentious thinking back on it, when I was talking to Gia and she was like, yeah. what's up with the, the murder thing? I'm like, it was super scary. You're running away from it. And that going back to the whole control idea, like I think the game tells a really specific narrative that there's a through line throughout the entire thing of people being obsessed with being unique and trying to be their own person and trying so hard to be their own person that they're running away from the conformity the entire game you're seeing people in line and even the sections you have to actually sure. get in line and do the, the things and you're all you're doing is trying to avoid doing that then there's this mermaid thing that's chasing you trying desperately to run away from it but at the end you have to just run to it because it's the only thing that can help you get forward. Mm-hmm. So it's just like from I saw it as you need that thing to be able to breathe, even though it's the last thing you want. Then you move forward and then you go and it's like you're trying so hard to stay away, but at the end you're just a fucking blob. Like it's all gonna end as just all just a goddamn blob. So you're it's saying all, we're all blobs. We're all just a blob. We're all blobs. And then especially the di- the diorama thing is really what brought it back to me where I'm like, okay. They do have a vision for this. Mm. There is an idea. There's some shit that I still don't even have any theory on, like the um, shockwaves. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun as hell. Yeah. Super cool and a fun thing to do and very visually. How and, long uh, did it take you to realize really interesting, the thing but... had to keep moving? The pinwheel. Because I went up and stopped it and oh. then went up the ladder and then blocked it there and then went to the top. And I was like, I hopped down and ran and I'm getting blown away. And I kept doing it. I'm like, I'm missing something. And then finally I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, I Don't stop it. it. Just run up with yeah. it and take it. And I think I got really lucky with that. Yeah. Because I just did it. You know, that one took me a while. I don't like, think I, I don't think I think I fucked up and was just running forward. Yeah, and yeah. it just happened to work out. Gotcha. In terms of stopping points, there was that that one for me, and then uh, speaking of like you know how you're talking about the dogs and the fence. Yeah. Same idea with the swimmer, where you swim yep. down and hit the button and the door comes up, and I was you like, have to go back. I'm like, dip do I have to f- exactly? I'm like, do I have to feather it? Like I was going down and hit it, and then it would go up and I would hit it, and I was trying to, you know, I was just get eaten every time. Like maybe I go under nothing. Fuck, and it, that took me a while to be like, wait, fuck, fuck. yeah. Uh, the use of color in the game I also thought was beautiful, but again, very reminiscent of a, a lot of the, the Nazi stuff going on, um, with, uh, like Schindler's list, Schindler's list, you know, like they did the color stuff, same thing here. Yeah. Um, and then obviously a lot of throwbacks and just like, uh, visual touchstones of limbo. So that stuff was, I thought really, well. it's a great game. Well done. It is a great, really game. well. I, yeah. yeah I, just, I personally wasn't happy, with but, but I think my thing is the, the, I am shocked at how, good the puzzles are and the gameplay being so good for something that if it was just hold right the entire time and get this story yeah then i'd be like no 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 you didn't earn the artsy bullshit i think they earned the artsy (laughs) bullshit through the gameplay and i think that's why i i'm okay with the end that we got okay okay with all of the the other things you made me feel better about it for sure um uh, I'm trying to think of the the puzzle specifically that stood out to me. The one I was saying that yeah, had too many parts. What was? Uh, it's the one where you're in the big ass room, and then there's the the you need the 20 bodies. Ah, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. Thing, and then you yeah. have to go all over this giant map, which again, not complaining, it was different than the rest of it. So I thought that was cool. But every other section had you going through a bunch of different rooms. That was just one big room, mm. and you had so much to do. Um, but again, it was creepy as fuck. Like, what's going on with those guys? Yeah. Again, the the uh, other theories and shit there's a lot to be said about the social commentary of the people chasing you being in suits and the random mindless motherfuckers being all the construction workers and like blue collar blue collar dudes yeah. all that stuff don't know what's up with that that's to me that's a fairly cheap artsy answer is oh it's social commentary sure but, okay, no shit everything is you know portillo social commentary he is he, is. he doesn't like the bourgeoisie anyways uh, I definitely recommend playing it. I if you haven't already somehow play Limbo. I think Limbo is, yeah, is really good. Great. Play Limbo first before you play this. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it too. I'm I am I feel bitter at it just because I felt like we I felt like it was just building to this great. Here we are. We're gonna have an awesome moment, awesome conclusion, and I just felt the conclusion was flat. And mm. again. You're right. I think it's because people hyped the ending specifically. Sure. Because if they didn't, it's just like, okay. Well, that was even when it was like, I guess you're talking about nothing stayed around too long. For me, I stayed as the blob too long. Because like when it happened, I was like, oh, and like you smash out of the glass and you're rolling over people and you're just trucking through walls. I was like, this is awesome. And then when we got to the puzzle solving where all of a sudden I'm like, I'm like the blob and I'm like, yeah. I was like, well, this is decidedly I like, I less like cool. Throwing the, <laughs> yeah, the that boxes was awesome. Lighting the, light the box the on fire and throw it yeah. over and then grab it and throw it over and grab it. Yeah, it was. I guess you're right. It was a little bit dragged out, uh, but I feel like it, you also needed it because it was fun. You know, like the, the whole game has been so like, okay, I got to go slow. Gotta slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Fuck you all, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Check it out inside Time Warp.
We're time. We you time warp. Now we're in topic two. This is topic two. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We are now in topic two. That that topic was thrilling, wasn't it? I bet Greg? we were awesome. I I'm bet, gonna kick I my feet up when one. I talk to you. I think I'm gonna, gonna get. I'm gonna one. get. I, we, a lot of times we're here and we're buttoned up, a little too profesh, as I like to say. Profesh. We're gonna let it all hang out during that inside cast. I'll tell you what. <laughs> all six inches. Um, so besides inside, I want to talk about what games we've been playing recently. This is a recurring. Kind of funny games cast topic. Mm-hmm. We haven't had one for a while. Colin, hmm. what have you been playing? Uh, primarily only uh, Adventures of Mana on Vita, which we talked a little bit about a bit on PSI Love You XOXO, but it's uh, basically a remake of the 1991 Final Fantasy Adventures, which was a Game Boy game uh, known as Seiken Densetsu colon Final Fantasy Gaiden or Gaiden uh, in Japan, which was released, I think, in 1990. Um, Re released by Sunsoft in the late 90s on Game Boy Color, although it didn't. Uh, uh, have much fanfare when it came out because Game Boy was kind of dying at the time, except for with Pokemon, which came out later that year. Um, and uh, it's just so this Adventures of Mana is just a remake because the, the original one is a Mana game. Um, as people you know know that series now, it's not a not a it's not a fledgling series by any stretch of the imagination. So, um, so I'm uh, enjoying it. It's it's but it's it's very vanilla. Um, it, it's just scratching an itch right now. I don't think it's an exemplary game by any stretch of the imagination. It's also broken in a lot of ways. You're just hitting um, the buttons though, right? It's what you want out of a game. Yeah, right now. I'm I'm just feeling it. It's just an it's very Zelda like. It's easy. Um, uh, but there is ways to break the game pretty easily by not having certain items in certain situations. And I can't believe that they haven't edited that or fixed that in this new game. Um, basically, it's just, it's just RAM limitations on the original Game Boy that didn't allow the game to remember that doors were unlocked or that these use these items called Maddox, which are basically pick lo- or pickaxes to get through like whole, like cracks in walls. You make holes in the walls and the game just didn't remember that they were there. So there are, there are ways to get trapped in multiple places in the game. Um, and the Vita could certainly remember that these things were unlocked. So I don't know why uh, they didn't edit those things out. Um, so I did get stuck in a specific place and Erin actually helped me get out of it, which was funny. Um, How? She, uh, it, it was, uh, we st- told on PS I love you, but basically there's a new game continue and load game option at the, at the screen. She was playing around and she died. She was like trying to get, she, just, she doesn't really play games. So she was just kind of messing around. And I kept going to continue to continue my game. Uh, and she went to load game and loaded it and loaded me outside of the castle that I was in. Um, good job Aaron so she totally fixed it um, but nonetheless it, it's just scratching an itch it's cheap I think people might enjoy it also might send Square Enix a good message about maybe bringing I Am Setsuna and some other Vita games over although they're being pretty generous with the Vita with Dragon Quest Heroes 2 and with Dragon Quest Builders um, Final so, Fantasy Explorers Final Fantasy Explorers exactly so they are they are supporting the Vita in a AAA capacity and I don't mean these are AAA games but in a AAA publisher capacity more than almost anyone else um, so that's basically all I've been playing and I've just been messing around with this and the other thing but that's that's basically the extent of it Cool. I've been doing. A, I've been doing a bunch of uh, smaller things. We played inside last night. Obviously, you already saw that topic. But before then, we've been on the road so much, mm. uh, doing a lot of Odin Sphere on Vita, enjoying that. Came back a few. Uh, I guess last week before RTX was playing uh, Pac Man Two Fifty Six on the PlayStation Four. Enjoying oh, so that. Finally, yeah. Finally, a year late. Whatever. It's still fun to. I, I mean, I, mean, I never played it's it before. Awesome. It's, it's a really great. good game. Yeah. Had you played it a lot on what was mm-hmm. it, mobile before? Mobile. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. Almost bought a mobile game. Teen Titans put out their Teen Titans Go oh, really? iPhone thing, which is Pokemon, but you actually have f- make them fight and stuff like that. You're collecting Teen Titans figures. Almost did it. Didn't do it. Three ninety nine. Mm. I was like, ah, mm. for something I'm steep. not gonna play too much. I'm not. I can't get into it. Yeah. But Odin Sphere, I've been really, really enjoying it. I forgot how much I liked that game because that you know when that came, I, that's a definitive moment for me of that coming to PlayStation Two. And me still living with Micah, which is like when I first moved, uh, the first nine months I was here and working at IGN, uh, he was so into that game. And I enjoyed it, but I, I liked Grim Grimoire more, and I was uh, reviewing that at the time. Uh, 
to now to get to play it and have it be such a great fit for the Vita, where I'm jumping in, I'm playing. All right, cool. Oh, how did I only get an A on that level? Go back, or that fight, as it would be. Go back, try to S rank it. You look at the map and realize I haven't, you know, before I progress the story, go back and try to clear out these entire expanses to go get the rest of my equipment, get my S ranks and stuff like that. It was scratching the itch, similar to what Colin's talking about, where, you know, Odin Sphere is a product of its time. It's not like the most deep game in the world, right? You grow fruit, you eat the fruit, you get the XP. Everybody's happy. But. I'm enjoying playing through it again. I'm enjoying getting out there. I'm very excited for Galgun. That's what I'm oh, waiting yeah, for right now. Because I'm going to platinum the perv game Galgun. The plan is to do it in a stream. If possible. Mm. I'm not, I don't know. Come on, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Who knows how much rubbing and you shooting do and so much orgasm and I got to do this. But last night I started playing a game called Pokemon Go. Go. Oh, so did Somebody the already took world. my name uh, by the Me time too, I got there. dude. It's garbage. Annoying. Annoying for the game over. I took it. Kevin's raising his hand like he took it. You got kind of funny, Kevin? Good job. Yeah. I mean, whoever Tim Getty's out there, real talk, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Not cool. Yeah. Not cool at all. They got you. I feel like I got Nick underscore Scarpino. This is the whole reason I don't use Snapchat. It's probably the whole reason I won't play much more Pokemon Go. Also, it's not that interesting of a game. Everyone's crazy about it right no, now. For sure. I mean, it's, it's, night one was fun to have the Pokemon on Portillo's head or whatever, but I'm never going to play it again. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing is like you're talking about it being stuck in this room. The amount of people going out, like actually trying to go get them all. And once it once it gets to the the higher level stuff of getting the more rare your Pokemon Louvre stuff, Pokemon. that shit's fun. That's cool. And I like that idea of, especially when you think about conventions, like sure. things like Pax no, I get and all it. that It's stuff. got a lot of potential. And when they add to it, I, I think there's a lot of potential with this game. And like seeing the stories people have had about going out and trying to find Pokemon bumping into other people doing the same thing because the gyms are at like locations and monuments and like all these like it's cool um places i think it's, it's really cool the question is how long does this last but i think that it doesn't need to last forever no. i think that it's um as long as they keep adding to it the people that enjoy it are gonna keep doing it it's not supposed to be this crazy it's a tamagotchi thing i know you know it's just like it is it isn't a full fledged. i'm not saying I, I, I hate it, it or something or it's horrible it's just not like I'm, i get it i played it i was like okay cool this isn't what i'm gonna keep playing but i enjoyed it for the night and i've enjoyed watching people finding all the bubble stores in their bathroom or who like everyone is talking about it today Every, the entire twitter feed is yeah. pictures of it or conversations about it i wonder how long that's gonna last you know like with me tomo uh it lasted a lot longer than i thought it was like there yeah. was that initial craze of everybody and it's again it's the thing of supply and demand of when not everyone can have it, the people that do have it make everyone else think it's the coolest thing in the world. Sure. So the fact that it wasn't on um, the iOS American app store for so long, yeah. I think really kind of contributed a lot. Xavier Woods want to shut up about it. Every tweet from Austin, blah, blah, blah. Where is it? Yeah. And uh, again, obviously it's Pokemon. So that's, that is going to sell it alone. But I think also the fact that it was all the, the, the biggest group didn't have access to it, I think caused a lot of the, the stir and commotion. Um, but now that everyone has it and it's not even working everywhere is the most frustrating thing. Mm. It's it's always hard with these online games where it's like, okay, how did you not prepare your servers for this? Like, did you not expect everybody to download the Pokemon um, AR game? The free Pokemon. Yeah, AR like, game. come on. Uh, but then it's like, I don't know. Is there a solution to that? Probably not. Apparently like, they not. Probably did so. know. Yeah. It's every like, other, every game, other game. It's like they know that they're going to get hit super hard and there's not really a way to, to kind of prevent that. So As it's Pokemon, been annoying trying to, but I haven't been able to really do much. Really? Anymore. I was going to say, yeah. I want to know what, if it's your dreams come true. No, it's, oh, it's, oh no, God, no, 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 no. This is not my dreams come true. Is it cool? And yeah. like, is it a, a nice kind of hint at the future and what could be? Yeah. And I definitely think that it's, it's a, a good start and for Nintendo to be doing things like this is great. Like different, uh, gameplay styles and like new innovations and stuff or, innovations that are not new but are now finally being viewed by the 
mainstream because it's Pokemon. Like Niantic did their shit before, but no one yeah. gave a fuck. You know, now everyone at least knows what this could look like. And yeah, it looks like admittedly higher quality Pokemon models than I ever expected to see in admittedly lower quality scenarios of them just kind of popping up in a camera. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's kind of like it's I give them an A for effort, you okay. know. Um, again, I don't think that there's a fun game there, uh, but I think that the the idea of the the gyms and seeing where a lot of other people are at with screenshotting, like you get to choose kind of the team that you end up following, uh, like like the Team Rocket style mm-hmm. thing, and um, seeing the gyms. Like last night, I was laying in bed and seeing where the things are in relation to where I live. It's like that's cool. Like I wouldn't ever think that they'd be there, but looking at the map, it's like it's just fun. It's where just is fun the San, Where are the San Francisco gyms? Are they at the there, Golden Gate Bridge and stuff? And there's a whole bunch of them. Grimecraft holding it down. Grimecraft has a team of like a thousand Zubats, and they're all hella high leveled. And of like, course, it's, Grimecraft. It's does. funny though, but no, he was holding down a gym over the last couple of days. And yeah. like, that's funny. And seeing all the Roosteeth people play, like they look stupid as shit. Sure, they're all running around. But we all, everybody looks dumb it. doing it. Yeah. But it's like I, I. It's cool to see them, like Ashley Jenkins holding down a gym out in Austin. And it's like that, the idea of that, once it gets to be a more competitive thing, there actually is people that are challenging holding down uh, the areas. That is kind of cool. Yeah. And again, once it gets to the traveling, I'm excited because we travel. Sure. So it's like, once, them rare ones. we're still in that that early part where we're great. Okay, I got my starter. I'm seeing some Pidgeys. We'll go through there. But it's like, once we get to like the, the more real shit, I think. That's why I want on. the AR Animal Crossing game. So mm-hmm. I can go to Austin and get a peach. And bring it back and plant it in my AR Animal Crossing backyard. Yeah, it'll be thrown. But I mean, that that really is the what we're going to be seeing, sure. right? And like that's the stuff that works with these types of. It's things. cool to see people celebrating and have fun with it. Yeah, and it's Pokemon. Pokemon's awesome. So people do like Pokemon. Yeah. What I, else? Do you I like playing? that it's OG Pokemon. What's up? What else have you been playing? I'm playing a whole bunch of. I mean, I want to give a shout out to Gang Beast because we've been playing a lot of Gang Beast at different uh, events. Events. Yeah, yeah. For anybody that hasn't seen it by now. The kind of funny versus screw attack panel we did at SGC is live over on youtube.com slash screw attack. And it's an hour of us just playing a bunch of different games ending in gang beast. Yeah. That game is always fun as hell. We did it also at let's play live when we were graced by Colin's presence as well. You're welcome. And the, the there's final a round. Was we did a let's play at E3 with Tim Schaefer that went live on oh, the yeah. channel. There's of a the bunch of just, mode. Yeah. There's a bunch of game beast. Let's plays and in general on the PS4 our as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, finally. <laughs> Um, but like I, every time I play that game, I'm reminded of like how awesome it is. But, and Nick always jokes about like, dude, we should get really, really good at gang beasts and just fucking fuck everyone's day yeah. up. I don't know if anyone is really good. Yeah. At it's that thing. Every time we play it, I feel like it's a game we play all the time. And when we play it, there's always that thing of like, wait, why, what is it again? And why? And like, I'm in there and I'm alternating lefts and rights. And I'm like, here we go. And like, I'm, I know that I was like during the screw attack thing. Chad wasn't, and he was still knocking me. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm hitting you with two fists. They should go down. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's such a funny game, and I think yeah, it's designed is great, right? around not necessarily winning, but more just like creating funny scenarios. Exactly, exactly. So, it's very visually funny, yeah. comedic game. I always have a lot of a lot of fun with that. Um, going back, it was my birthday, and last year I played through Crash Bandicoot One, and I wanted to do a stream of Crash Bandicoot Two this year, but we were traveling, so I was going to RTX, and I really wanted to play it, especially now that the um, games have been announced that there's going to be remakes on them, and that's super exciting to me. Obviously, for anyone that doesn't know, I'm excited about this. He's very excited. Yeah, um, very popular E3. But video. I'm an upset because I can't play it on the Vita. I've t- talked about that. Here we go. A bazillion times. But I was like, why am I bitching about this? I can just bust out my PSP and play it there. So that's what I did. Yeah. Didn't have my charger doesn't work anymore. But Greg Miller, 
the one household in the world that still has a PSP charger just ready. Well, did you like how I knew it was one of three places? And mm-hmm. they're probably multiple. And when you walked in, like, do you have a PSP charger? I'm like, yeah, it's either in the controller drawer. I had this bag with old gen stuff or it's under here. You go check those two places. I'll check this one. Immediately found Immediately it. had it. And it was awesome. So my PSP somehow still totally works. The battery's still charged on the plane. Didn't need to plug it in. I just played the entire time. Beat yeah. Crash 2. And man, Crash 2 is awesome. That is what, like, it is from, like, Uncharted to Uncharted 2. Where it's like Crash One, playing through it, like I almost believed you guys telling me that those weren't good games, and uh, and Crash One, it, you know, it's it has its its issues and its uh, difficulty spikes and the save system's fucking atrocious and the controls are a little bit janky. But Crash Two, man, like th- it's a good platformer, like it's really good. I'm gonna play through them all, start to finish, when that remaster comes out, just for you, Tim. Thank you, just for I you. appreciate we'll that. We'll do. I want to start with two, though. We'll do full plays. No, no, no. I'm going. I want to start with <sighs> one, and I'll go all the way through, and you'll have to sit next to me, and you'll hear me bitch and complain. And scream at it. I'm excited to to play through three as well because three was my favorite growing up. Um, but I don't know if it's gonna be able to beat two because two is really solid. Now, do you want to talk about picking Crash Team Racing? And then the Crash then, Team Racing, and then you lost it. I did. That lose was it. your game. Yes. That was your one. Yes. First off, the, not to peel the fucking curtain back. We were supposed to win and lose every other match. You, for didn't, the you didn't. You didn't win. You you didn't lose that on purpose. I'm not saying I, I did. He didn't throw it, guys. I didn't throw it, but I threw the 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 third round of it for sure when it looked like I was coming back. Absolutely. I know. I'm just fucking. And right. anyway, even then, um, no. I mean that it, it's. I'm not saying I'm good at it. Never said I was good at it. I know. So I'm just I, I stand by that. Um, but I do stand by Crash Team Racing being the superior car. Better racer. than Mario Kart. Fuck yeah, man! Absolutely of that generation. Yeah. Well, uh, yes, it's better than Mario Kart 64. Is gotcha. what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I think it might be the best car racer ever, though. Well, no, because remember then there was Mario Kart Double Dash. Yeah, which was better. I do remember that? Which it was, was also Mod Nation Racers. So, I, I, but I'm not throwing that out. I mean, I, if you want to put Mod Nation Racers mm-hmm. out there as a better one than Mario Kart I Double don't. Dash, I mean, I, I don't. don't. I think you're crazy, but I respect the choice. No. If it um, wasn't the load times, it'd be a different story about Mod Nation Racers to this day. But I do. Make it again. I do also want to give a shout out to the PSP because it is beautiful piece of hardware. Fucking fantastic. Hadn't held one in so long, and I took years and held it. I was like, damn, I miss It feels this. good. I miss this. System. It feels so good. Yeah. That springy weird thing of the UMD when you yep. shake it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, I love the D-pad. I you, love had the, the size, you were holding the that. That was an original chunker. That wasn't any oh, of the slim oh, ones. Yeah. That I wasn't a PSP Go. I don't want Go. that slim shit. I don't want that Go shit. No. The Go, n- n- neither of those were shit, to be clear. Oh, you mean the Go when you had to like hold it like it was the GBASP? I like how you talk like you have Andre the Giant hands. This You're complaining against the Vita, too. It is. Yeah. You got normal ass hands. I got some normal ass hands and I'm still playing with this tiny ass thing. You know how silly you look, Greg? No, I looked awesome. Playing on your Vita? You look silly. People are like, is that an engage over there? Oh, uh, yeah, for the Vita, yeah. No, everyone's like, what the hell is that thing? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But, uh, anyways, so I'm doing a lot of that. It's and, hot pink. People like it. And But in terms of like current like games, I haven't talked about this on the show. Overwatch. Yeah, you're in Overwatch obsessed now. Obsessed with Overwatch. That's it's awesome. so much fucking fun. Uh, but every couple nights I just pop in play for a bit I love it because it reminds me of Smash Bros in the sense that it's fun even if you're not good um, I haven't really played with friends yet which I would love to do and I'd love to get anybody here that actually gives a shit to sure. try it because it's it is cool it's really refreshing that it's not um, team deathmatch over and over and you don't really need to be good at killing people you yeah. can just kind of like be supportive and help um, having all the different heroes that you can play as that's where the Smash Bros thing comes into me where it's like you have your main character that you go to, but it's still fun to play as the other ones. And uh, I really like that in the game, you switch between the characters in the match. So if if your your team's not the strategy's not working, you can what? Just Kevin. Yeah, I just know. Kevin. What's even Why? happening? He was trying. He, Kevin was reaching back blindly to grab his uh, power cord and grab the cable that comes out of the wall that goes nowhere. 
then, the coaxial cable. And then what did I do? Then you grimaced and went further back and got the power cord. All right. Just saying, just saying. Success story. So yeah, Overwatch, I played. A lot I played on, uh, on PS4. I played a little bit. It seems cool, and I, but I left it behind. But if I was playing with people, I think I'd be more interested. I mean, that's the, my thing is I'm having so much fun without people. With people, I'm sure it's a whole other level. I want to yeah. try playing with my boy Andy Cortez. He sucks. He plays on, on all the systems. Oh, like wow, that's he cool. He has all the different teams. He has shit, no so. allegiance. Mm-mm. Similar like how he works at Rooster Teeth, helps us out all the time, yeah. then talks shit about us to Rooster Teeth. It's true. I hate him. Yeah, worse. me too. No, Do you want to come over this weekend and bring Kevin and then we all set up I the don't. Overwatch no. room out there and we just no, have TVs no, on? Okay, no, cool. No, 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 no. But I do want to play with you. Okay. That's some point. So we should do that. Um, what else is there? We missed anything else? I, the games we've been playing? No, because I mean, we've been on the road so much that I've limited it to Vita and I've been trying to focus on Odin's when I'm on there. Because I did, I did, I popped in Adventures of Madden. 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 Adventures, Adventures of Madden of would Madden. be awesome. <laughs> Adventures of Man, I did play for a little bit. And I was like, okay, cool. It wasn't bad, but it was just like not what I wanted. Whereas Odin, it, for me, is the one of like, oh, right. Beautiful. I feel like I'm getting shit done. I'm going through. I can feel the power. Yeah. Um, and real quick, randomly, I had an urge to play it. Race the Sun on Vita. Race the Sun, great. It's a great Pop game. That shit back. Do you in. like it? Race the Sun's oh, a great I love game. You like yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I played it a long time ago, Sorry. but I just was like, I just want to play it again. Yeah. Or play through just for a bit. And yeah, it's it's just it's a fun game, man. I love it's it. It's a really cool game. It's an addictive hook to that game. Yeah. It's a nice idea. It's very simple. Yeah. Very hard to master. Uh, it changes dynamically, which is cool. I like when playing it gives me kind of that roller coaster sensation where like I can kind of feel it, sure, like move as I'm doing. Which I'm like, wow, that's a it's cool. Just like the the way that it, it looks kind of does that to me. I also really dig the music. Yep, it's just one track, but it's like a great song. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's good. Very good. What have you been playing, Kevin? Get on the mic. He had to wake up. He took off his comforter. Uh, just cause three. Oh, you got, got the, the season pass, the right? Season pass. Yeah. So I had the, all the DLC. How's that going for you? With Just Cause, I like clearing the map, and then I'm like, oh, I'm over the story. So I cleared the map. Took me three hours. I did it. It's one of those poor decisions where it was midnight, and I was like, oh, I'll just why not? I'll just try this real quick. It's like, ah, oh, now it's four in the morning. Uh, what else? Is it worth it though? Oh, it's totally worth it. I love that. Have game. you started Overwatch? Because you've been talking a lot about no, Overwatch. No, so too. I installed it two days ago, uh-huh. and I was about to play it yesterday, and Paul was like, "Let's watch a movie." Like, You're like, right. sure, it's called Overwatch. And she's like, is this this movie has no story. And I wanted to play it today, but I'll be editing, doing videos. And making a show with me about pizza. Well, that was the video. And then going to the movies. Yeah. So, what movie are you tonight? Doing? We're going to go see Swiss Army Man. Mm-hmm. 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 Kevin and I have a big date mm-hmm. night planned. That sounds, that sounds fun. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Topic three of the day. Tokyo Mirage Session wants to know what are your thoughts on the CS:GO lotto debate mm. and how could it possibly affect gaming in general I mean the debate in general right uh, what's the debate is if they did something wrong if they did something right where they all feel how we feel about them mm-hmm. is that the big debate I guess so I mean just for for those that don't know Br- bring everybody up to speed Timmy yeah, I'm I'm going to read IGN's article who wrote it who wrote it you know what I could tell you but I'd be lying What is that fake name guy what's his name again Joe Joe Skirmo Joe Scrabbles. Scrabbles, Joe, that's Joe, it. Joe Scrabbles writes, YouTubers T. Martin and Pro Syndicate have been implicated in a scandal surrounding the Counter-Strike global offensive betting scene. YouTube channel H3H3 Productions, in association with Honor the Call, has alleged that both T. Martin and Pro Syndicate have used their channels to advertise a Counter-Strike betting site, CSGO Lotto, without disclosing that they are the site's president and vice president, respectively. Uh... 
They have 5 million YouTube subscribers across two channels, and Pro Syndicate has 9 million. CSGO Lotto, like many Counter-Strike betting sites, lets players wager weapon skins they have won in the game's loot crates. Counter-Strike skins can be valued at $1,000, making this a potentially very lucrative or costly practice. One of Martin's videos shows him winning approximately $13,000 worth of skins. H3H3's video includes clips that show both Martin and Castle using the site. One clip Martin shows him discussing CSGO Lotto saying, quote, we found this new site. I ended up following them on Twitter and stuff, and they hit me up, and they're talking to me about potentially, like, a skin sponsorship. The video goes on to show another YouTuber, Scarce, Scarce? Reporting that uh, Martin has previously claimed that he originally used CSGO Lotto in the video as a way to decide whether to invest in the company. However, H3H3 shows company and corporation documents that appear to show Martin as the company founder, dated from before that original video was released. Disclosure lines are present on several of Martin's betting videos, but H3H3 points out that the Internet Archive indicates that these were added after Honor the Call releasing a video alleging Martin's uh, impropriety last week. Failing to disclose that one owns or is being sponsored by a company while promoting it can be seen to violate USA's uh, F- FTC Act, if the FTC deemed this a breach of contract, both Martin and Castle could be punished. Uh, since H2H3's video went live, Martin appears to have made all of his Counter-Strike Global Offensive betting videos private, meaning they cannot currently be viewed. He also put up that video, then took the video down, kind of the apology video. his apology video, now it's gone, and now he's just saying, I'm not talking about this, because obviously I'm sure there's legal stuff going on. What are your, your gut reactions to this? I mean, the gut reaction, right, is that it's a shitty thing. Like, this is the, you know, I always go back to with us, where... We left, we founded this business, and we never thought to, like, what are our, what's our policy on anything? And then it was on that first call and we were like live, right? At, we announced it, you know, at 9 a.m., and then we were live at 11. And one of the questions for Colin and I on that day was, like, what's your ethics policy? And we were like, we, we didn't even look at each other. We are just like, let's just tell you. You know what I mean? When something's sponsored, you'll know. When Square Enix sends us somewhere, you'll know. Like, we have nothing to hide. We want, we want to be as transparent as possible, you know, overly transparent for the most part. So that's what gets me, you know, not even getting into the nitty gritty of this and what it violates and blah, 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 blah. It's the fact of like, hey guys, we found this site. It's totally cool. And they hit us. Like, that's the weird part of like just being weird and lying about that, right? Like, why, why you not just say that you own it? That, hey, we're, we're starting this and we're yeah. doing this and this is how it works. I mean, I think that's it, what they did is even a step like further than even rationally allowed in any way because if they just didn't say that they were sponsored and didn't say that they owned it that's one thing but to be like oh we just this just came to like yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. like actively lied about the whole thing and be like us you know saying oh we love this game even and then not mentioning that it was sponsored and like you know totally lying about the whole mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. um i think for us like we we are so transparent with everybody that it's like they our people trust us Sure. You know? So it's like the question is with them is like, do their audiences trust them? And that's that's kind of the big issue is that if the, abusing the trust and is that illegal? No, that's not illegal. It's just stupid and fucked up for them to do. Because why would your audience stay if you're going to be that type of person? And that's what we're talking about today on Colin and Greg Live, right? Is I feel like with this and then like I always talk about with like season passes or whatever, you get everyone having an opinion, right? I am not well-versed on this. I've watched the video today on Conor Greg Lott. I've, I've heard the news stories. People in our chat were like, it's worse than you guys are making out. Jim says this. I'm like, okay. Like, I'm not trying to make myself an expert on this. And that's the problem, I feel, is that everyone rears up and has an opinion. You know what I mean? Like, Final Fantasy does announces X, Y, and Z, and everyone has opinion, but how many people were going to play that game? Regard, we're going to play the game. What is their core? And that's what I was talking about with us. Like, if we fucked up today, and then you know, we had to deal with the consequences... Everyone on the internet would have an opinion, but I'd want to know what Amy and Zyger and Devin and Lindsay and like Joey and all the core, the people who are consuming the product feel. It's similar like the fine bros, right? Like when their whole reacts thing happened, ah, and they're like, 
I don't, I don't, you know, I didn't subscribe to the fine bros. I watch everything when it comes up or do, do, do what I have to with it. But like the, you know, everybody's like so, so happy to watch the subscribers fall. And it's like, well, how many of those subscribers were actively watching every video and participating in the community and being in the chat and buying merch and wanting to see its success. And that's what I don't know about these guys of like, I've never watched their videos. I've heard their names before, but it's not my kind of content, obviously. So it's just like, does their audience expect them to be held to the standard that we are? And like, obviously I think they should be. And that's mm-hmm. obviously the best part about this, you know, on game over Greggy this week, we talk about, uh, police brutality and all this different stuff. And like how talking about it helps, but is that enough anymore? And it's so, so crazy and stressful right now as we still write the rules and all these different things about YouTube. I feel like this is a good example of like, okay, cool. And now, they're a huge, huge uh, channel, right? A lot, tons and tons of subs. You see that now as that starts to spread out, you see our message spread out. You hope that there's other people out there who are either starting or maybe they've skated by. Maybe they are doing something similar to this. They go, okay, well, this is how badly it can go. We yeah. have to learn from this. Yeah, I think the the drama side of it is the most interesting to me in the sense that like people latch onto that so much, and obviously drama gets clicks and drama. Sure. Does, like you know, people are interested in that, and all of a sudden we're talking about. Counter Strike Go. Yeah, you know, Sean like, Finnegan here, but here we are talking about it. I know it's shocking, um, but it, it's crazy to me that seeing that on IGN, seeing multiple mm-hmm. reports and, and updates on an IGN because that's just so outside of their. That's a Kotaku thing for sure. Sure, but to see a website that like the IGNs of the world are covering this, that's crazy because you don't see IGN covering like oh this YouTube channel just launched a new show. Sure, you know what I mean. Sure. But yet they're covering this random ass uh, sponsorship deal thing. I just think that it's, it's really interesting that like even H3, H3 productions, the guys that kind of exposed all of this, that's what they do. They expose the drama of YouTube and all mm-hmm. of this. And they recently got sued for copyright stuff. Like, do, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Here? No, the, the, they got really hit with a, a big, a big case and all the YouTubers kind of like rallied against it. Whether or not they like H3, H3 productions, like, no, 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 you can't, you can't just fucking say it's copyright and just because you don't like what he's doing. Of course. So Philip DeFranco, Jenna Marbles, like all the top YouTubers put, and fine bros, put tons and tons of money into um, supporting him uh, with a GoFundMe so that he can like fight these guys in court. So him doing this makes sense. You know, him exposing this and him kind of getting it out there because that's how he makes his livelihood. His right. Drama and exposing all this shit. But it's just interesting to me that like legitimate news sites, video game news sites are covering this in the way that they are. Well, I mean, it's a story that needs to be told though, right? I think, I feel like as, again, as these rules are written as YouTubers rise in popularity, like even the fact that now if you're going to put an ad on, if you're going to, if something's sponsored on Twitter and you put it out, you have to put hashtag ad. Like these are the steps showing you what's happening because it does reflect poorly on IGN and when we were there right of like we publish a review and if we like it or hate it it doesn't matter if somebody's bought the ad space around there no immediately everybody's like you fuckers knew it doesn't matter and it's like we have to sit there and go no there's a wall between advertising and editorial we have no idea what's about to go around the sides of the site that's not how it worked da-da-da. but then you get to YouTube you get to us where it's the complete opposite where you and I are talking on the phone all the time or you all the time are talking about brand deals and this that, and the other and occasionally I do something where I'm planning like our comic con trip and so companies are chipping in to send us there for hosting their panels and doing all this mm-hmm. different stuff and like so that immediately has to become that when okay cool like you know Square Enix is sending us out or has worked with us so much for the Hitman stuff. If all of a sudden we were going to do Hitman Let's Play, right? It, it would, like, and I'm talking about like a review discussion, I guess, more than a Let's Play. But if we're going to do it based on from the event we're about to go to or something, or like they're sending us to comic, 
Ubisoft is a way better example. Thank you very much, Tim. You're welcome. We covered Ubisoft's conference right here. We were very critical of it, all these different things. Then we went to the Ubisoft booth, saw a bunch of games, did a bunch of reacts, but two of them were sponsored by Ubisoft. So they begin with us saying, this is brought to you by Ubisoft. You know what I mean? And and take in like I stole Collins line of take it all with a grain of salt, but I really liked that game and it's not because they paid me and I, I talk about like I fucking thought wild. I didn't know what the hell wild lands was when they first showed it and now I've played it and I really think it's awesome. It's not because they paid us. It's because the game's mad rad and that's because again the our audience understands they can trust us with that authenticity. They understand that we'll tell them those deals and that yeah. the deal wouldn't influence it one way or the other. I think the other thing too that a lot of the people out there might not know is that at least as far as. I'm concerned. Most of the people we deal with, I'd say 99% of the, the sure. companies we dealt with, clients we dealt with, uh, whether it's game developers or otherwise, um, they're on our side too because they want yeah. it to be genuine and they want it to be real because they understand that's where the value is. Just talking about a thing and lying about a thing, they could do that. That's what they do. <laughs> that know, was the they, whole thing. They talk about their stuff as if it's this flawless thing. With the Ubisoft call in particular, when we were first getting that, that deal going for E3 where we did the... Um, South Park and um, Ghost Recon. Yeah, uh, they were talking to us, and they're just like, "Hey, yeah, you guys, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. We're we are literally just sponsoring you making content talking about the game." And, and I'm like, "Cool, great. We wouldn't do it otherwise." And that's know? the whole thing. Yeah, we would never take an opportunity where you muzzled us. You know, the example always is Final Fantasy. They hit us up to host that event, and I was like, "I don't think I don't think we're the right fit for this." And like, no, and I'm like, I don't like Final Fantasy. Like, no, that's why it's we want you. I'm like, what? And you went through it, and there was no you know rules on calling not being able to make jokes about the release date that day, and like layers of fear. All right, we got to come do these let's plays of layers of fear that we were hired through our friend's video company, right? And it was like, cool, what if we don't like it? Mm-hmm. So you don't I like really it. I didn't like it. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, on that game. Exactly. Cast, you know? It's like, whatever, you know, you have to hide that shit. And like, uh, you know, the uh, the other side of that coin is I just got hit up today uh, for some people who want me to host a PAX panel. And it was like, oh, we want to meet this guy. He, he has panels. And they hit me up and like, great. And it was, they clearly have no fucking idea who they are because they're like, we want to talk about PC gaming. And I haven't even had a chance to write back, lol, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, why would I do that? I can't come out there and be like, hey, guys. Who wants to hear about what's awesome in PC gaming right now? Because everybody would laugh me out of the room. They know me. That's the whole point. Yeah, no, exactly. I think that we've done a really good job of it. And obviously, we are very um, active in looking at your feedback when it comes to all of the content. But specifically, I am interested in the sponsored content. Like, I looked at every comment for those E3 things to see how people feel about it. Are we being transparent in the right way? Yeah. Um, I actually really don't like the hashtag ad thing. Oh, I hate it too. I, but I mean, it's cause it eats up characters. But. Yeah, well that, I mean, that is an issue, but I, I just feel like that also makes it, it makes it feel more, uh, fake. Yeah. Than, than Ano- we mean it to be. Another know? great example is there's this company that when we did the, uh, cinnamon toast crunch selfie spoon thing, right? They, they, we got partnered with them. Like, oh, we're doing this thing. I'm like, is this work for you? I'm like, that works perfectly. Colin hates selfie sticks. It's a joke for our audience. We'll enjoy the joke. Yes. And they have come to me probably with five opportunities since then, where I'm just like, no, no, no. And they came to me recently with an integration for Star Trek Beyond, and I wrote a draft of it, and I kept putting the hashtag ad on the end, and it just didn't work. It was a legit from the heart statement because it was like uh, something about your crew or whatever and I was like talking about how much you guys mean to me but then to put hashtag ad on the end I was like this cheapens the entire thing so no right. I can't it's do so it. It's so weird because yeah. it, had you not had that it's still clearly sponsored you know and I think with tweets it's a little different because sure. it's hard to be clearly sponsored in that way yeah. um, but for me a lot of people leave the feedback that they think that in the title of the YouTube videos we should have sponsored or something like that mm, I'm interesting. like no like I, that to me makes it feel like dirty and i think that that does taint the content having said that i am a huge proponent of the video starting with a 
this is brought to you by this. So you know, like it's I'm not trying to trick anybody. Right. I just don't want people. Because well, I understand what you're saying. When it's when it's put on a billboard like that, it's not that we want to hide it from you. We just don't want you to think that it does. It's no, that it, the sentiment isn't there. That's my thing with the how much I love you guys. And I wanted to put it was kind of funny live and then hashtag ad. I was like, that's the wrong message. I can't do that. Yeah. That's not what I want it to be. I mean, that's the thing is like, it's pretty much saying this is a commercial. Right. Granted, I understand that to an extent there is an advertisement in it. It is, but our content is still our content. More than anything, it's a commercial in a TV show. Exactly. That That's the right way to put it. Yeah. Where it's like, um, putting the the sponsor thing makes it seem like the entire piece of content is the commercial, whereas we are we always treat it as if it's the commercial break within the content that we're making. Or my favorite thing is when they're completely unrelated. So it's just like Duracell. <laughs> they, you know, those things are they're called non endemic sponsorships. When and those are easy because it's like no one's going to be upset about us talking about South Energizer Park would be brought to you by Duracell. Yeah, <laughs> Energizer would be if we we're reviewing. I know Duracell batteries, but. Um, yeah, we've talked about this before, but I just think that uh, it's it's always good to kind of keep people updated. Not everybody right. watches everything. So like, I, I want people to know that we think about this stuff constantly. Right. And it's so important to us and our business and who we are. Um, and that trans- transparency will always be there. And uh, it's one of those things where we we owe it to you. We owe it to ourselves to do all this stuff. And we're going to. And we're never going to stop. And the amount of opportunities we've turned down or not even really looked into because we know not this isn't for us yeah um it's there, there's a lot of them there's a yeah. whole bunch of them but that's why we why we're who we are and why you're here you got anything else for us call no not really i mean i i think with the the uh csgo thing i'm just not educated enough on the situation i mean i've, I've read and watched videos about it but i'm just not comfortable enough with what they did and I, I just don't understand all of it because it's just not my ecosystem so but but what i will say is is uh the facts will play out. People, these people will probably get in trouble for what they did. They probably deserve to get in trouble. And it seems like there's a lot of stuff with them kind of preying on like kids with like this kind of stuff or that's the 13 year old stuff. Yeah. Like with the, um, uh, with the under 18. Yeah. Like with the betting or whatever, like whatever the fuck's going on. But you know, like I don't know, like I just don't know all the facts. I'm just not comfortable, but it seems like, you know, I just, I just have an inherent distrust of anything going on in the internet. And that goes for both sides. That goes for the people that were doing this, this stuff with the betting. And that goes for the people that are upset about it as well. Because people can spin their own narratives in any which way, and you see that shit all the time. And some of it's blown out of proportion, and some of it's, you know, I always like, I always like to make fun of the dentist that killed the animal, you know, and and, and everyone's it's like, this is a little weird, right? Like, why, like, why is the whole world mad about this? It's like, yeah, the guy did something wrong, but like, why? This is what we're up in arms about. So, and like, so with this particular thing, I'm just like, okay, these guys will get their comeuppance probably. I'm often confused why, with these particular situations, people don't just ignore them. And what I mean by that is like the FTC and everyone will straighten the shit out. If people have been wronged legally, then they're going to be straightened out in that way. And that's going to be a really painful way for them to be straightened out. But like giving them thumbs down on their videos and writing mean things and all that kind of stuff. Like, that's fine. That's their pride. That's what you want to do. But I think the most painful thing for those two guys would be is if they just disappeared into obscurity. No one ever gave a fuck about them ever again. That would be the most painful thing for them. They'd hate it. You know, sometimes uh, negative attention is better than for them than no attention at all. And so it's like the no good is no news is good news kind of thing. It's like. You know, there's just certain ways of looking at this particular situation where I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't know all the facts. Seems like these guys are kind of shady. Never heard of them in my fucking life. No idea who they are. So don't know them personally. Can't really judge them on on that. Don't know this group that outed them. Can't judge it based on that. The internet gets mad about everything, so you can't really judge it based on that. So I'm like, I just have to kind of step away from the situation and know that I don't have enough information to uh, 
to render a verdict on it, even though I read a lot about it. I'm just not comfortable doing that. My gut instinct tells me these guys obviously fucked up in a major way. I think that guy's apology video, which he pulled down, was super smug um, and nonsensical. Um, him saying like it was a matter of public record. Yes, it was a matter of public record, but you still never said that. Um, a lot of things are a matter of public the record. Of it, really, yeah. kind of. I mean, many, I mean, many things are a matter of public record. So, but that doesn't mean that, that your audience is aware of it. Um, so I, I, like Greg said, like with our own content, the only thing I don't care about them, like I care about us and like the, our, my own content is, uh, or our own content is, is on the up and up and that's super, you know, that's super important. And I think we all keep each other honest. I don't think we even need to keep each other honest because I think we're all on the same page on that. Yeah. I think once you lose trust, you lose it, um, irredeemably. And so I think that, um, it's really important to, for us as a company to, to stay above board. And I think we do that. And as far as these guys are concerned, I, I you know, yeah, I, hurl your, your YouTube abuse at them if you want. I mean, if that's what makes you feel better, but I think what'd be more effective is they just disappeared like because they had no relevance anymore. You know, like that, that would hurt them more than anything. And so I, I wish people would play that game a little bit more. Sure. Unsubscribe. Don't give them, don't give them a view. Don't, don't feed into it. Don't post them about them. Right? Just let them fucking disappear. That's what we all, you know? so many people fall into on, in Twitter and social media where they're mad about something. And so they will retweet it and talk about this person or this thing or this problem over and over again when they aren't, there's no, what they're doing isn't going to be the solution. It's just being a way to amplify the message. Like the vagina picture that's going to make the rounds today. Oh, that's the one about Taylor Swift. Yeah. Oh, the sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. It's an it's like, amazingly fucked up thing on it's it's ridiculous. It's, ama- yeah, it is I mean, amazing. It's amazing in its, its own way. It. It's amazing in its own way based on how insane that is. And if you read that woman's Twitter account, the funny thing you said about it is I was about so she tweeted something yesterday as of we're recording this about you know if, what would anybody interested be interested if she published a book and I and I, I was going to respond to it and just be like no no one cares, <laughs> but I deleted because I'm like well like yeah what yeah you're I'm your like action. I have like what. 25 35 50 times more followers than you more than that i have uh i'm verified i have i can attract people to your cause i'm just putting not eyes on this negative thing it doesn't make any sense like i can just walk away like so i'm just not gonna give it any oxygen i don't like on one hand i'm i'm drawn as anyone is to drama and reading about it. on the other hand i just think the drama can be eradicated completely by just like nailing them for what they did wrong making sure it never happens again learning from it other institutions other groups learn from it and then just you know you you made a mistake and you and you judge it based on that and if these guys mistakes are egregious enough and they sound like they are then they just don't deserve the views they don't deserve a youtube channel with millions of followers they don't deserve all those kinds of things and they're and they're eventually gonna be removed and you see that happen i'm not even i don't even watch youtube videos but i see this happen with youtubers pretty often people that just fall apart and and, and everyone feeds into it before they disappear and i'm like you could feed into it and it makes you feel good or you could just let them fucking disappear and i bet you that hurts them way more you know, so that's where I, that's where i i come that's from pro call moriarty uh, maneuver i mean it's like it's true right? it hurts it's true, right? Mm-hmm. Some of these guys just thrive on attention. Like, it's just not, it's not something I... Yeah, Phil DeFranco. Um, anyway, I gotta go. I love you guys. Adios. Have a good we'll show soon. Soul Thank friend. you, audience. We love you. Or I love you. I don't know about these guys. And honestly, you know, real talk, Phil Call DeFranco, he does a fantastic job always when it comes to this drama shit of presenting the story, giving both sides, and then giving his opinion. Um, he also gives us a shout out. Very what few up? people that uh, I, I think have things nation? as well as him. Boogie is the video game equivalent Never heard to him. him. So Kidding, check them Boogie both too. out, I'm sure. I don't know if he's spoke about this, but I'm sure Phil has. So okay. check that shit out. I will. Topic four, as always, brought to you by you. You can go to kindoffunny.com slash gamescast topic and leave a topic just like all these big, beautiful kids. Hey. Do. And I'll read it on the show. And um, I was going to give a shout out to Steven Insler again. Go ahead. Feel, feel you it. You know what, Steven Insler? You deserved it. The show is producer. Yours. The show is yours. Pierre Conrad. 
Good name. At Khan. Oh, okay. I know that name. Says, what the fuck? Oh, God. Is Nick Nick joining us? Just wanted everyone to know that all your opinions are terrible. <laughs> that I'm always right about everything. And that, oh, you're just feeling uh, for Khan. Uh, okay. I can't... Uh, I can't actually hear what you're saying through all the stupidity that's coming out of your mouth. I have to go to Vegas. Excuse me. Damn. Colin is out. That last part really. Nailed really it. Colin nailed was it. out. Colin, Colin says that Colin was out was all the out. time. What is the story that you want the full scoop on? The Uncharted 4 dev shuffle? Just stop. Yes, last. Don't, don't uh, stop. Because then you're going to get you're going to steal the, what I'm going to say. Gotcha. I don't want it to. Gotcha. Get, I mean, immediately I jumped to Kojima Konami. Mm-hmm. I want I figured it's on the list, but it's and it's one of those that's like the most recent thing where it's like, I would love to know what really, really happened over there. And I don't know how long it'll take for that to get out, if it'll ever get out. And that's always the thing I hate when you're not sure if it'll ever happen, You because it, it's just so much strife over there and did they cut act three because of you know what I mean, the final yeah. part of metal gear that chapter or whatever did they cut it because of time or they cut it because of this you know when did it get so bad over there what was what were konami's motivations internally as a board you know what i mean like was it everyone was done with him was it one person was it the president or ceo that was like this he's too big for his britches and da 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 like and then on top of that you know what was it like for kojima what was it like for his team to be working under these circumstances where, you know, you're fighting all the, you assume you're fighting all the time and this is going on and you want to get your message out, but you can't, or you, you know, it's, I'd love, I'd love, love, love someone write a book about that one day and actually know exactly what was happening and what was going through their heads and what they thought when it started to leak and everything. Yeah. Yeah, No, I mean, I'm right there with you. I am most interested about how it would have changed the game. Like I really want to know like what Metal Gear Solid five would have been had Kojima still been with, uh, Konami at this point uh, would it have been much different. Is there an Act Three? Like, yeah. it, would it, the the game have just like told a different story overall? Because um, I mean, it is. There's a lot of things that that kind of mirror the real life with all of the the Metal Gear games when it comes to Kojima. But I think that this one definitely could have veered in a different direction, and I'd love to know what that that is. Sure. Um, Uncharted, I think, is the other. The call out, yeah, there. for Naughty Dog with Amy and everything else there. Yeah, that would be fascinating to know in terms of an on the record, here's both sides, what went down in terms of, yeah. And wh- that one, that one even more, I'm interested because I'd love to know what Amy's Uncharted 4 looked like mm-hmm. and what her story was. And then, you know, what, you know, Todd Stashwick was going to be the villain or whatever. He left the project with her. Uh, Alan talked about it. Alan. True Deck or whatever the guy from Firefly Red Hair, yeah, from yeah, Fire, yeah. the pirate from that Sandra Bullock men, memory or movie. That's how I remember. Him. Uh, he was part of it. He made that joke or whatever, like, "Oh, we all abandoned you, Nolan." Sorry, like I'd love to know. Like he made it sound like, yeah, like they fired Amy, and everybody's like, "Well, fuck this, we're gone." It's like you know what I mean. Like I, what was that story? What was that thing? What was it like leaving? Mm-hmm. You know, how does everybody feel about that? And that's the thing about like the Naughty Dog Shuffle, there as you call it or whatever. I'm gonna be fascinated to see how long it takes for that to be mended because that that i mean like kojima and konami i feel like that's lifetime we're done you know somebody there was like fuck you and he was like fuck you guys or whatever and da, da, da. i really feel like the naughty dog thing what i mean you talk about a team that's so powerful and so strong and so great at their job that must have been like a bad breakup for them and like because there's so much love there and something went wrong clearly and this is how it went and then of course the news and how it got delivered and everything else made it so much worse and kicked up all this shit. And you, you know, I, when we were leaving IGN, you know, I remember Fran being like, 
it'll you know you know like oh yeah we'll come back and do stuff he's like it'll be a while like everything you know, like, i didn't understand it and then we left and it was i i had those breakup feelings right where it was like you see you know your ex moving on and doing other stuff and then you know we talked about i talked about on beyond or whatever beyond 450 con i just did where i'd say something innocent or max would say something innocent and then somebody would twist it around and brian would put up a facebook post and you have to call and like that's not what this isn't what it was supposed to be this nobody meant to hurt each other's feelings but you did because those emotions were so raw and now we're to that point where now it's fine now it's everything's totally chill and i don't care you know what i mean we hang out all the time and do we do content for ign with ign i I still don't like sean finnegan nobody likes sean finnegan he's he hikes too much Mm -hmm. but that's going to happen with Naughty Dog at some point. And that'll be fascinating to see first off that photo of them together. And then they're sitting on an awesome panel an awesome interview and awesome, whatever you want to call of like what happened and what that was and where they didn't see eye to eye and how everything got out of control. Yeah. But one day that'll be mended like that. I assure you. Will be yeah, no, for sure. Where you going? God. He's like, I don't want to hear anymore about Naughty Dog stories. Last Guardian is the is the other thing here. Yeah, I feel like that story it wouldn't be that interesting. I think you know. It, that, yeah, I mean, it w- it would be because I'd love to be in those meetings where shoes like, give us the fucking game. Or did that never happen? Was it always keep going? Everything's fine. You know what I mean? Like, where yeah. did everything happen? I'd love. I mean, branching out from that, I'd love you know the intern the the f- the the course correction of the Xbox One. You know what I mean? We are for that. I'd love to know very three conference. What's happening on Sony's side. This could be like the next console wars book from Blake Harris or whatever. Not that it would be like that, that, you know, yeah. uh, exciting. It's different, of, but what Sony thought of the Xbox conference, what Xbox then thought watching the Sony conference, especially when they start coming at them with like price point. Here's how you share your games. Da, 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 da. And then the complete change, right? Of Don Matrick, falling on a sword getting out of there phil coming in like we have to change all of this and flip that like i'd love to know i'd love to know that inside xbox story a no holds barred story of like here it is this is where we thought we were what we were doing and how quickly that changed and how i there has to be a meeting right where somebody in a leadership position is like we're fucked yeah. back to the drawing board and everything and i know that we just had e3 and we just talked about all these programs fix it yeah i want to know the the similar story for nintendo on like where it went wrong and i don't know exactly the time frame of it, of what would be most interesting. And I actually think we might be in it now. The story might not even be fully finished. Sure. Yet. Uh, Cause one, until we know what NX actually is, I'm not, I'm not sure that that we'll know all of that because the Wii U obviously was a failure in for all intents and purposes when you mm-hmm. compare it mm-hmm. to the Wii or even like all the others, uh, even removing. Consoles. Wii, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's like for, for them to come out with the, the Wii U and everyone be so confused about what it is and why it exists and, you know, it kind of being a weird, not as good as the other consoles thing and just all that shit. It's like, I want to know why. If you want to, I mean, for me, honestly, and I, this is just, you know, in industry professional, I guess, <laughs> whatever yeah. you want to call me. Like, I feel what when Nintendo got off track and started really fucking themselves is when the Wii got too popular. The Wii, I always talk about this, you know, when they announced the Wii, they showed the thing, they talked about the virtual console, I was like, fuck yeah, that was the only generate from that generation of Xbox 360, PS3, and that one, that's the only system I bought at launch, and it was because I didn't, we, I had Wi-Fi, but I just gotten Wi-Fi, I just gotten internet in my house, like broadband internet in my apartment, I didn't have an HDTV, so they were like, 
we're putting out this system. It's going to have a Zelda. It's going to be this new controller. It's going you flip it sideways and you're playing classic NES games. I was like, this sounds like a system built for dorks like me. This sounds awesome. And if I want to go play, you know, the other games, I put, put in the nunchuck and there I go. I'm playing like I have a controller and it's different. It's cool. It's something different. And then that Thanksgiving where everyone took that thing home and was like every grandmother, my mom, her husband, everybody flipped out for it and bought those. And then we talk about the terrible attach rate. They bought that and they didn't buy games. And then it was everyone's playing Wii Sports. Everybody make mini game compilations. Put them put get another Wii game out and put it with a, you know, a Wii control, a Wii mode and da, 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 da. And it was like as soon as that happened, it was like like that was it for games with them. Like that was where it got off track where it was like. I was working at IGN at that time, and like when Mad Worlds was coming, we were all like, oh, fucking thank Christ, a real game, a game we want to play, a game that is in line with what gamers would want. But that system got so popular that nobody was trying to make games for gamers on it. And yeah. I say nobody. Of course, Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 are amazing. Of course, of course yeah. Mad World had Zach its moments. I liked Mario Paper RPG. But it was all right. Sab- yeah, Zack and Wiki wasn't great. But it was, again, like, I mean, I remember I mean, working there, like Matt and uh, Bozon, like, fucking being so high on Zack and Wiki because they finally had a fucking game. You know what I mean? And that was, I think you look at the Wii life cycle, the Wii timeline, that was one of those games that was probably in production before everyone realized that Ubisoft was making gajillions on rabbits. You know what I mean? You put out these mini game compilations, yeah. you put out these different things and it Link's was crossbow training. You know, it yeah, was all, it was exactly, gimmicks. It was just exactly. gimmick, gimmick, gimmick. And like who can uh, create the most unique fun cheap experience and we always talk about you know we talk about all the time with like when you track nintendo consoles and decline right it's like you know n64 and it's gamecube and then it's wii and if you remove wii and you just look at then wii u you see it's still it's the exact same thing there was an anomaly and i really think nintendo looked at it and was like we can do it again yeah put out a a simplified tablet keep the keep the wii brand thinking that was important yeah i mean it was such a mistake it really is like a, a one hit wonder pop star yeah you know they come out with a song they don't have an album yeah they don't have any of the games to back it up there you know and then they're like all right let's do it again yeah and then it just it falls flat and it's just like there exactly. you go exactly and then you, know, you, you look at it now and that's the thing there are no the, the like we always talk about it, mid-tier developers faded away ubisoft reined it back in like there is no more market out there for people to come out and say here's my mini game compilation not to mention you know my mom still has the Wii under her TV. God only knows when she turns it on. Like, I think once in a while at a barbecue or something, they'll bowl. But it's like, they, I always think about it, like, for, for so many people who bought the Wii, they bought it, and it was very much like those, uh, like, when you buy the one game controller that has the one game on it that you yep. plug into your TV through the composite <laughs> cables, and that's all it is. It's just Galaga. And that's yeah. all, because it's all you wanted. And so many people bought it just wanting that. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy. Yeah, it's just like specifically thinking about E3s and thinking back to how amazing Nintendo's E3s used to be and how they were. Like they fucking killed it from 2002 to 2006. Uh, every year they'd come out with surprises and like lineups that were like legendary for the time. Yeah. Like, and like when t- coming out on time on Metroid Prime, it's like, get, get the fuck out of here. This looks amazing and yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wind Waker, all this shit. When they first showed Twilight Princess, that's what everybody wanted, you know? And then it kept going. In 2008, when they did the the Wii Music yep. um, showing, that was the beginning of the end of Nintendo's conferences being a joke, yeah. like being super bad. And that was, I'd say, right when Microsoft and Sony were still having shitty conferences, but they at least weren't that bad. You know, it wasn't like the joke of the show. yeah. yeah. Uh, and then it wasn't until a couple of years later, like 2012, that 
Sony and Microsoft got good, specifically Microsoft. And they kept going. Get and good, then, son. But then Sony's like, oh, shit, we got to step our game up. But now Sony's just top of the game with all that stuff. Right. And it's like to imagine if Nintendo had just like not been like, well, Stayed the course. we're number one. We got that hit single and been more like, all right, we got a fucking like HD console, whatever. I don't even know if that is the right answer, though. You know, that's the other and, thing. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, it's a great question. I think that they've burned so much goodwill with gamers where you, I do, I do feel like they're in a, really tough situation of making i mean like that's why i was talking about you know like i want the the nx to be the console and the handheld because like that's exciting like you know what i mean that's what i wish i had now i love my vita don't get me wrong but i wish it was i'm playing my ps4 game and now so through magic i'm playing it on the plane as well and i know impossible this that and the other but if nintendo could do it by saying we're not competing we're not trying to get out there and be hd 60 frames a second so on and so forth if you just go and you're making this thing because i still stand by my statement that i always make that nintendo makes toys and i don't mean that as an insult i think they make really great toys really fun toys their games are great when you play their games right but i think they need to get back to they they went so far off with the toy business now they need to bring it back to make it a game business again and be that we're here for gamers and we have the franchises you love and we've listened to your feedback and what you want and you like the mobile stuff so here's a system that is mobile but isn't yeah I mean, honestly, I, to really talk about like what story do I want? I want the story of why they called it the Wii U. I think that's it. Like why that that was the. I know, I know the answer is because they're all the Wii was successful. But yeah. it's like I think that really was the business decision that really fucked them. Like because yeah. deciding that it's like all right, we're making a sequel to the Wii, not a new Nintendo console. Sure. All right. Uh, next question comes from. Your boy Sean Pitts. It's your boy Sean Pitts, IGN Zone. Yeah, IGN's IGN's Sean. Sean from IGN. Uh, you guys excited for the Warriors port coming out on PS4? What PS2 games should be next? No. Did you like Warriors? No, I haven't played it. You never played it? No, never that played was a, Warriors. That was a nice rental for me. That was back in the day when uh those games there was that and what was the what was the other Rockstar game? State of State Emergency. State of Emergency. Never forget. Oh never my god. Never let them forget. Which was such a fun rental such and a, that is it like here's a demo just yep. going like all i'm doing is running this mall hacking people with an axe what the yeah. hell's going on the warriors definitely had a, a lot more going for it but, yeah uh, it always hit me in the same way as state of emergency where it's just like cool definitely don't care about playing it on ps4 sure there's a ton of ps2 games that i would love to come out what PS4. are they though that's my whole thing is i feel like they've done so well at making the ones i'd want where it is really? all the GTAs are there, bullies there. Like mm. the Rockstar ones were such a big deal to me. But then it's like I don't want to go back and play the wrestling games that I love. So you don't need to do yeah. that. And then I'm trying to think of games that I. I mean, like I, Smuggler's Run was fun. I always joke around about it. It was a great launch game. I don't need Smuggler's Run to be a t- PS2 classic. I want to replay Onimusha three so bad. Mm, the yeah, whole you Onimusha do love series, Onimusha, specifically yeah. three. Um, and I never played Dawn of Dreams, the the fourth game that was kind of I think it's called Dawn of Dreams. Um, so I'd love for those to to come out. Is Sands of uh, Time on there yet? Sense of Time has H. It's on PS3. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's on PS3 as the re-release, whatever the hell it is. But well, I'm saying. well, Sense of Time is a PS3 game, so or was you know was yeah, I guess you're right. It's PS2, but then they did the HD remaster. Right, there was so. a digital version you could download on PS3, yeah. and it is there's physical too as well. Okay, so but I'm, I, I I'm just saying PS4. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of PS2 no, no, games. PS, I'm, I'm no, hurting no, there's for. There's so much. PS4 is lacking so much uh, when it comes to back catalog stuff. They have like no PS1 classics at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, no shop shop. Uh, well, I mean, what I mean, PS2. Downhill Domination is a game that I had so much fun with, and I'd love to, to just go back and play more. And I think it would hold up for sure. Still, things like SSX Tricky, 
Uh, a lot of like the extreme sports games, I think, yeah. are, are fun. And I mean, I jump again to anymore. like, man, I would love the crazy taxi I played on PS2, yeah. but you can't have the album, so it's going to be yeah, garbage. No. Like so the that's fucking the problem. The one they put out. Is, is definitely an issue. Um, I just thought maybe we should do Crazy Taxi for uh, Let's Play Live. That's a good ass. Crazy idea. Taxi PS2. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. My yeah. first PS2 game, Crazy Taxi. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't I'll never forget. Like we were playing that uh, PS2 Crazy Taxi because the P- the Crazy Taxi story goes, of course, that I, I used to after school in high school go across the street to Target and we're waiting for my mom to pick me up, and I would just play the demo uh, Dreamcast uh, Crazy Taxi. And I, one day I remember talking to my friend Mike, and I'm like, I think I'm gonna buy a Dreamcast. And he's like, Dude, don't. Like the PS2's out in whatever it was six months, nine months at the time. He's like, Don't worry about it because he knew how much I hated Sega after the Saturn or whatever. Yeah. But then when we got crazy taxi on ps2 and we we're playing in the basement and we were passing the controller back and forth trying to be- get the best times and when we discovered we could boost the entire time like it was herky and jerky but we were killing times in the first s rank somebody got oh yeah like, it goes higher than a, it higher than an yeah, a. Yeah, 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 yeah what yeah. i loved the uh the mini games in the ps2 version like the bowling and the, yeah. the big ass the jump that you do god this shit was so much fun uh shout out to Connecticut. i'd love to play Connecticut again um there's a, there's a whole but amplitude Good Lord. Oh, man. I would love if the original Amplitude was brought to PS4 so I could play it again. But the licensing would No, That's what kills all these games. Ever, ever allow that. Um, I'm sure I'm missing a whole bunch of shit. But, uh, yeah. There you go. That's the weird thing where I feel like the PS2 had a great library. But then I sit back and I Ooh, think about NBA these, Street Volume 2. I sit back and I think about games I actually want on it. I just, I'm like, I don't know. I think, feel like we got the big ones that I care about. So I guess most of the games I'm talking about, they're the ones that are just fun. Like sure. those are the times that the games that don't degrade over time right. because it's not about the story or the graphics or whatever. It's just the gameplay is good um, and fun, just competitive shit. Steven Oslin says, what genres do you think will make good augmented reality games? And what challenges do you think developers will face? We were talking about this earlier, but like the Animal Crossings and the Tamagotchi Pokemon-esque things, I think are kind of... I feel like for augmented reality to work, honestly, it has to be what we're talking about with VR, where it's built from the ground up and it's an experience. Like, I guess, like, like, maybe you could put down, like, slot car racing, kart racing things for... But it's like... Is that augmented reality or is that just more... Augmented reality is the mix, is like Pokemon, where it's in you. So I'm saying, like, we would put down... All right, all right, everybody. We'd put down your QR reader card and then, cause I mean, like, I, that's how I make imagining work. If you want to use your phone, fine, but you'd see the track that way and you're driving your car this way. Yeah. That makes sense. I still don't feel like you understand what I'm saying. So I know I get it. So it's augmented. I thought you were talking about more like, like there's like the bullshit we did at IGN. Oh no, no, not Anki racer. Anki where we racer, have real where it's like, Anki. Yeah, you're using your phone to control the cars. It's like, I don't yeah, know yeah, if that's yeah. augmented reality. Okay. So you're talking about like actually seeing the, the little yeah, exactly. That's how you you stand back and there's a track laid out on this thing that isn't here in real life that we have our own cars. Gotcha. Gotcha. But yeah. I mean, like, that's the whole thing is like, we've seen it work. like eye of judgment, like eye of judgment was an AR game on PlayStation. Right. And it mm. was like, PlayStation uh, 2 or 3 sorry and it was like alright cool but like I could just play a card game if I really wanted to I understand there's like fireball effects Magic or whatever or whatever oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what yeah, was yeah, it yeah. Uh, oh shit I have the platinum in it was it sorcery Wonderbook Wonderbook fuck yeah. yeah now speaking of the card games, hour platinum though Yu-Gi-Oh if you motherfuckers figure out Yu-Gi-Oh, no, I don't know, Greg. You don't know Yu-Gi-Oh. Don't care about Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't. It's, what do I'm not, not going to yell at you about it. No, no, you're not going to yell. At you're, you're in a safe spot. Colin's not here. I'm not going to tackle you. So love. Yu-Gi-Oh, like Pokemon, bunch of monsters and stuff, but it is totally just a card game. Yeah. So, and in the show, they would use the cards and put down the cards, and things are. It is augmented reality. So, if those motherfuckers figure that out, give me one of the little 
arm bracelet things, then we good. That's the whole thing is augmented reality doesn't do it for me. Like I know a lot of people are more excited for augmented reality than VR, but I think they're excited for it in your everyday functionality. Whereas like augmented reality, like if we're counting Google glass and it's showing and mapping out like not on the road or whatever, but like directions, that's totally cool. Yeah. But in terms of a gaming thing, like I'm just not into like, even Seeing when it, little dumbass things happen. I mean, PSP had invisibles, right? And yeah. I tried to, I think, I don't know if I reviewed it or if I just fucked around with it, but it was like, fine, whatever. You know what I mean? Like this isn't really what, but I mean, the, that's augmented reality and that when the way it's been used so far, it's getting shoehorned in as a gimmick. And so like you, if you're going to make it real, you're going to make HoloLens matter. You have to go in there and build from the ground up. Yeah. Let's see. We'll take a couple more. Brandon Williams says, why are there so many high profile games this fall? It just seems like there's more than usual. Am I overreacting or do you agree? I feel like there's less. Yeah. I, feel, I mean, Fewer. I feel like it's, I feel it's about average. It's normal. Yeah. Normal. If not, because like, what I'm thinking of gears, Titanfall, last guardian, uh, battlefield. Uh, did I say call of duty? Cause call of duty. Yeah. Then. yeah. I mean, I mean all this, like, it's the matter. Like it's going to be everything you Assassin's expect. Creed. A couple yeah. of the big new ones got bumped. Sony but, doesn't have a big, I mean, they have a, a Gran Turismo, Last Guardian, but I mean, they don't have like an Uncharted, a Kratos, one of those kind no of Man's games Sky. there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, it's going to be fun, time. but it's coming out this month, right? So it's already jigs August. Up. Next month. When is this posting? July. I thought yeah. this was the games cast for August 1st. No, definitely. Oh, weird. Absolutely. I thought we were not. filming them on our order. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that it's uh, it's about the same. You know, games have been... Doing this for for a very long time. Sure. So now the year. I feel is a like the first half. Of, I feel like the first next, half first of next half year is there's a whole bunch. Yeah, but I think this ha- the last half of this year is about par for the course. Yeah, uh, a lot less Nintendo games than normal. Actually, no, that's not that's true. Been the new normal. You're thinking when you were a child. <laughs> you were right. All right. Final question. Sam Jones says. Sam Jones, do you guys are kind of funny? Eat ass or what? Whoa. Yes. Yes. Whoa. It's 2016. Grow the fuck up. Whoa! Like groceries, the rappers told me to do it. Jesus Christ! I had no choice. I would not have pulled this question for this show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this show's brought to you by Casper. Casper is a. Oh, sleep and are brand. they happy they sponsored this one? Oh yeah! Roll from the ass-eating question into the mattress no, roll. No, Casper is a sleep brand that creates one perfect mattress sold directly, like a Nintendo. To consumers. Eliminating commission-driven inflated prices. Its award-winning sleep surface was developed in-house. Award-winning sleep surface. Yeah. I like it's that. It's got two types of technology, you know. Mm-hmm. Two types of foam. Its award was developed in-house, has a sleek design, and is delivered in a small, how-do-they-do-that sized box. In addition to the mattress, Casper also offers an adaptive pillow and soft, breathable sheets. Mattresses can often cost well over $1,500, but Casper's like, nah, bruh. $500 for a twin size mattress, $600 for twin XL, $750 for a full, $850 for queen, and $950. One of them, they're kings. The Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. It combines springy latex and supportive memory foams to create an award winning sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. Kevin, I know how much you like to bounce. This might be the bounce, one for you. Bounce, bounce. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. In fact, it's now the most awarded mattress of the decade. Take that, all you other mattresses. Suck it, Tempur-Pedic. Free shipping and returns to the U.S. and Canada. Try Casper for 100 nights risk-free in your own home. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. <laughs> Made in America. So you know Colin's proud. USA. Get $50 towards any mattress by purchasing and visiting casper.com slash kfgames and using offer code kfgames. 
Terms you have to say it though. Or you type it like he's saying. Yes. So again, www.casper.com slash kfgames. Use our code kfgames. Until next time, I love you. I love your body. And I love everything you represent in life. Unless you're a racist. Whoa, yeah. No, fuck you if that's you. <laughs>